0: Come on, I feel like somebody can just get the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. I would rather somebody just begin to shout out in the Lord and let God move in this place. Come on. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for what I feel. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We serve a great God, don't we? Amen. 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 It is always a privilege and an honor to be able to stand behind this pulpit and deliver the word of God. Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you would quickly, I'm going to try my best to get in and out of here and uh, let God have his way because I think God wants to do something great in the house of the Lord. Revelations 21. Amen. I give honor tonight to my pastor who is, I think he's traveling. I'm not Quite sure, I talked to him around four thirty. She called to check on everybody and those that are in the hospital and um, doing what he does. Amen. I don't know how there's enough time in the day for him to do everything that he has to do, but I am thankful for my pastor. Amen. I give him, I give him double honor tonight. Amen, Sister Cook, along with him. Amen, working diligently for the kingdom of God. Amen. To all the ministry of the house of the Lord. Amen. I am so glad to be counted among one of you. Amen. I love my brethren. Amen. And I am so thankful Amen, to be part of such a great assembly. And I give this church honor. Every saint of the Most High God who's made their way into the house of the Lord. Amen. One more time. There's a million other places we could, we could be. But this is the faithful saints of Praise Temple Apostolic Church. Amen. And I give you honor. Revelations 21. <clears throat> is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God I want to read that verse one more time there's a lot to unpack in verse 3 and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying behold the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Can we maybe just uh, ask God to move in this place and to speak his word tonight? Maybe give us some revelation about heaven And and what he desires for us. Can we do that tonight? Lord, we love you today. We thank you for your mercy and your grace. For your kindness. For God, the precious spirit of worship that's in this place. Lord, I thank you for every song that's been sang. Lord, for every hand that's been raised. For every hand clap. God, that's been given to exalt you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord, I pray tonight, God, pour us, pour out fresh revelation to us and give us some understanding as to where we stand in your timeline and give us some understanding tonight, God, of who you are and, and what exactly, it, how all of this is going to play out and minister to our hearts and give us the authority to walk after you and in your will and in your word and in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Why don't we say amen? Amen. You can have a seat and be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. I give honor also to my wife. Amen. I don't want to forget her. I love her dearly. Amen. But I want to preach just for a little while on heaven. I want to preach just about heaven. So if you can't shout tonight, you might as well go home. Because uh, if, if you can't get excited about our prize, then you might as well just have stayed somewhere else. Because this ain't a social club. This is a church. That's going to be raptured away. And we're going to be caught away to a real place called heaven. And I can't wait till we get there. Amen. One of the most famous songs and some famous words that come from uh, this song. It says the Lord hath promised good to me. His words my hope secure. He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. When we've been there. Ten thousand years, bright shining as the sun. We've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. I want to preach a little while tonight about the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Heaven—it's the anthem of those that are saved. It's the hope of the called and the chosen. It is the prize of those that are enduring to the end. It is the place of tranquility, so to speak, or the utopia of men's imaginations, a paradise of perfection in architecture. It is the city of God. It's the new Jerusalem coming down. It's the third heaven. It's the bosom of Abraham. It's the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey. The place where our loved ones preside. It is the place that was prepared by the hands of God. The city adorned for herself as a bride for her groom. Whatever you may call it, however you may slice it and dice it, the most important thing that I would have you take away from the message tonight is heaven is real heaven is real amen it is real it's just as real as you and i it's just as real as madisonville kentucky it is a real place amen it's not a fairy tale it's not a made-up story that was given so that men might have something just merely to hope for heaven is a real place contrary to what some may teach and and believe. Some believe that heaven is just a state of mind. That just simply if you are subjecting yourself to God's will and his spirit leading you then, then this is heaven on earth and this is as good as it gets. But I reject that because the word tells us otherwise. Some say that his kingdom has come down already and it doesn't get any better than this and as long as you do right As long as you're hoping, then you can experience heaven on earth. I'm not sure how so many people got so far off track. I I just can't understand it because my Bible reads that heaven is a literal place that has 12 levels. It has 12 foundations. And on the foundation is written the name of apostles. And it is 144 cubits high each level. That's about 200 feet high of walls around each level. It's 12,000 stadia or a 1,400 miles long. 1,400 miles high and 1,400 miles across. It is a cube of uh, 144 square miles. It's shaped just like the Holy of Holies in, in Solomon's temple that was erected. You can read about it in 1 Kings chapter 6 and it has 12 gates of pearl that, that you can even read about, Ezekiel saw a glimpse of them in the 40th chapter of his book. It's a city. It's a new city. It's a new Jerusalem that is coming down. It is a literal place, whether it's just spiritual or maybe over physical I, I do not fully understand i i choose to side with apostle paul i don't know whether i was in the flesh or i was in the spirit i don't know how it all happened but he said i was caught up into the paradise and in 2 corinthians 12 he said there were some things that i saw there that were not lawful to speak on this side of the the earth so I, I don't know what it is but i know that it was real i i understand that it is a real place He began to follow it up with this, with this statement. He said, I will glory of this one. He said, I'm going to glory about this place. That lets me know that it is a real, tangible place. Amen. Hear me today. Heaven is real. Amen. I know that many are still searching for answers to this place. And they'll never be quite fully satisfied with their answers because they're trying to apply worldly concepts to something that is not of this world. Amen. But there is a truth. Heaven is not of this world. It's of another world. I mean, I'm trying. They're trying somehow to grasp the concept of an earthly, physical, somehow impossible architecture that was made. Mortal minds cannot comprehend the splendor and such beauty of such a place. There isn't enough gold in the world that's pure enough to make all of the streets of gold that are mentioned. And, and there isn't enough jaspers and sapphires and diamonds in all the world in, oh, enough to build and to decorate the walls of each wall in, in, the, uh, in the new heaven here. And there's not even a, a pearl or an oyster big enough. To produce a pearl large enough to become a gate for a multitude to go into. Yet there's going to be 12. Amen. There isn't a sun. There isn't a moon. There ain't no stars as far as I can see. There's no electricity. There's no light bulbs. No flashlights. No backup generators just in case of a storm. But Jesus is the light of that city jesus is the light of that city and just as jesus was a real person heaven is a real place <clears throat> it is the place where our saved loved ones preside it isn't a make-believe place given by some cunningly devised fables of men as peter said in second peter 1 and 16 for we have not followed cunningly devised fables When we made known unto you the power in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. They declared that he was king of a place. And For he received from God the Father honor and glory. When there came such a voice from his excellent glory. That this is his beloved son in whom he is well pleased. In the voice which came from heaven, we heard and and we were with him in the holy mount. We know that there there was a real voice that came from a real place. I'm so glad to know that we have a place that is promised for us. He followed it up in, in verse 20 by stating that no scripture... Is giving among private interpretation. But he said this physically happened. This really absolutely happened. And and we didn't make this up. There was a real voice. That come from a real place. And heaven is just as real today. It's just as real today. As the day it opened up. When Jesus was baptized. And the voice come down. It's just as real today. As it was when he was caught up. And the voice come down. On Mount Transfiguration. Heaven today is attainable. Heaven is attainable. It's achievable. Not simply by just being a good person. Not just by living your best life or or giving the best that you know how to. You can never do good enough to just secure your position in heaven. It's only achieved by the blood of the lamb. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, it's always been the same. If you wish to see this place called heaven, if you wish to experience eternal life, you must be bathed in the blood of the Lamb. Amen. If you choose to enter, the only access is if your name is found in the Lamb's book. You see, you can't just sidestep the process. Heaven is an exclusive place. I'm going to say that again. Heaven is an exclusive place. I know that sometimes this teaching can go against some of those that aren't, aren't brought up under the words and the, and the truth that we know. They believe that anybody and everybody is, is, is worthy of heaven. But my Bible reads another way. In order to be granted access, you must be rooted and grounded on the principles established by the word, with the word, and because of the word. I believe John settled that in John 1 and 1. You see, Jesus Christ was was the dwelling place of the glory of God on this earth. Now, heaven is much the same. It's the dwelling place of the glory of God over there. You following me? Jesus Christ was the bridge that extended from heaven to earth and earth to heaven. It was the same just as the, the shadowing that Jacob saw when he laid his head down. He, he saw a ladder where angels were ascending and descending. It, it's the same type and shadow. The only way that you can get from here to there, the only way, is through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the door. He is the sheep's gate. He is how we get there. Heaven is his city heaven is prepared by him for him and it's his he's the light of it he cares for it he even said in john 14 and 1 let not your heart be troubled if you believe in god believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so i would have told you he said i go to prepare a place for you and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will re- receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may, may be also. I wonder where he went. I wonder after the Mount Transfiguration. I wonder when he went up into heaven where it was that he was going. I believe that he went exactly back where he came from. He said it many times, the place that he often referred to as his kingdom. He often said it like this. He said, I testify of that in which I have seen. I don't make this up. I'm only testifying of the things that I have seen. He always dwelled inside this place of secrecy ever since the beginning of time. Ever since the beginning, uh, and you can't say God has a beginning, but he was always there dwelling. It was a place hid so deep inside the heart or the bosom of God. Heaven was not an afterthought. Heaven was divinely holy, sanctified. It was a sanctuary for his Logos, the word of God that could be manifested in flesh. I believe we could we could probably draw a, a comparison here. It was at the boiling point of the frustration of Philip. You know, when he asked that question that all apostolics love to ask, even in our, uh, our debate, I believe we asked that question. He said, if you will just show us the Father, it sufficeth us. Jesus said, have I been so long with you and you don't know me? I believe what he was emphasizing was not just if you've seen me. You've seen the father and we've heard that preached a million times. But I believe if you read into the context, the context will reveal to us that in order to see the father, you have to be familiar with the role of the son. You have to understand the role of the sonship of Jesus Christ. What was the role of the son? It was to prepare a place for you and I to be with the father for all, all eternity. The role of the son was to be the mediator, reconciling the world unto himself. For he was made sin who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. So if Jesus is the house glory of God on earth, if he is in the beginning with God, if he was in the beginning with God and everything that was made was made by him, where was he? Amen. I believe that God that 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 God will show us if we dig hard enough into His Word and give us some of the understanding of the mystery of God and the mystery of godliness and the mystery of the Godhead. But we have to desire it enough. We have to reach deep enough. We got to be hungry enough to see what God will reveal unto us. And if you're not hungry for the Word of God, you'll be content just doing the same old thing. But God, give me fresh revelation. If Jesus is the house glory of God on earth and he was in the beginning with God, then this leads me to believe that once all enemies are put under his feet and he's crowned all in all, then our place is not just with God, but our place is in God. As a son of God, I believe our place will be in God. We are to become the habitating place of the glory of God, not only in this world, But I believe we are to be the habitation in the next world. Amen. We will not only be with him, but we will be in him. We will rule and reign with him. He prayed in John 17 and 20 as he lifted up his eyes into heaven, focusing on the fulfillment of the desire of God the Father. And he prayed that all may be one as thou, Father, art in me. And I in thee, that they also may be one in us. In us. Everybody say in us. When we step fully into Christ or fully into heaven, it's only then I believe that we're ever going to fully understand what is being prayed here. He's not just praying for earthly possessions. He was praying for an eternal possession in him for his people. Think about it. He said, I testify only of what I've seen. Jesus said, it's imperative that I go back to where I came from in order to send you what what I have desired to send you, which is the comforter. Where did he dwell before he was begotten? He was in the bosom of the father in John 1 and 18. It declares he was in the bosom of the father. What dwells in the bosom? Your heart is in your bosom. I believe that the center mass of God, if there is one, is a bosom. And inside that bosom is Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. And I believe when we can fully understand him, we can fully understand heaven. You can't understand Jesus Christ, you'll never understand heaven. When we step fully into christ or into heaven it's only then that i believe we shall fully understand what is being prayed he was not just praying for earthly possessions but he was praying for eternal possession in him think about it think about it there there's a reason that he said in john 14 it's expedient that i go that i might send the comforter it's because he housed the glory of the father on earth While he walked on this planet, but once he returned back into the bosom of the father, he could send again his spirit in his name and we could walk in his authority. I don't know about you, but I want to walk in the authority of God. I want to walk in his power. I want to walk in his word. Amen. We were always meant to be ambassadors of God, always, always meant to be ambassadors of God on this planet. We were always made to subdue and exert God's authority through him on this planet. So now that we've been redeemed and we've been purchased by the father, we can now legally operate in that authority. But in order for the authority to be activated by your faith in him, you must be divinely quickened by the comforter or by his spirit. And in order to be quickened by the Holy Ghost, you must become one with him. What does that mean? You have to be like him. It means you've got to reflect him. You have to reflect the man Christ Jesus in every humanly way possible. It means you gotta love like him. You gotta show mercy like him. You gotta forgive like him. You gotta honor authority just like he did. You gotta pray just like he did. You gotta submit yourself to the will of the Father just like he did. I'm still talking about heaven. In him dwell the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Everybody say, in him. In him, in a physical or spiritual way, in him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Do you want to make it to heaven? Do you want to spend eternity in heaven with him? Then you must become accustomed with the things that make it heaven. Well, she said, we ain't got enough scripture to to describe all of heaven. We we ain't nobody ever come back and told me what heaven looks like. We we don't know. We got no pictures from the other side. Maybe just some dreams that, that some people have said, and I don't know whether to believe them or not. But let me tell you what we do have. We got a perfect picture in the first four gospels in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John of what heaven actually looks like. Heaven is more than just streets of gold. It's more than just gates of pearl. It's more than just walls of jasper. It's love unwavering. It's holiness unto the Lord. It's meekness and humility and it's healing. Jesus is what makes heaven, heaven. Jesus was not just our example or our sacrifice. He is our reward. Jesus is our reward. He is preparing a place for us. How's he preparing that place with hammers, tools? Is he up there with a soldering iron welding together all the, the, the streets of gold and all the gates? And Is that, is that what he's doing? No, he's a preparing a place in the heart of God for you and I. Yes, he is. Amen. How do you know where heaven is? That's where he's always desired us to be. The man Christ Jesus is there preparing a place, not by the work of physical labor, but rather by the work of Calvary that he accomplished on that work. But he's preparing a place for us by his ever intercession, pleading our justification to the Father. Think about this heaven was likened unto us as the tabernacle the holy of holies it was perfectly squared just like in heaven the ark was the place where the blood was to be applied the heart is what pumps the blood to the rest of the body jesus is the head of the body he is the ultimate heart of god he dwells And he did and always will dwell in the bosom of the Father. Jesus Christ is the heart of God, counseling within himself, reconciling us to the Father. You see, heaven is Jesus. Jesus is the prize. If you can't be like Jesus, you ain't going to make it to heaven. He is the only way. There is no other way. you got to be just like him. He won't accept nothing else. When the judgment of God says guilty, when the knowledge of God says guilty, and the wisdom of God says they're guilty, the place that's prepared for us, in the vessel that's prepared for us, cries with a loud voice, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. Every time that the Father in his infinite wisdom look and he sees a transgression against his holy law, when he sees broken covenants, and when he sees a sin, the Son is forever saying, but God, we've made a room. we made room for him. I'm preparing a place just like you told me to. There's a place for them to dwell. Matthew 25 and 34 states this, then shall the king say to those that sits on his right hand, come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you since the foundation of the world. What else was prepared before the foundation of the world? The lamb slain from the foundation of the world. I'm starting to draw a parallel between Jesus and heaven. It's not just a place where where we can go and we can all be happy over there. And we'll sing that song forever. But it is a place of um, not just reconciliation, but it's a place of unity that we can dwell. We can dwell in the son and we can dwell in the will of the father. All because heaven is where we got to be. Heaven is more than just a place. It's a place that reflects the heart of God. In all of its splendor, in all of its glamour, the gold that's so pure that 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 the mineral is, is just as a sea of clear glass, transparent in color that you, you can see all the way up and down, I would imagine, through all of the levels of heaven where the apostles' name are etched in them. The foundation was laid by the men who found themselves close to Jesus Christ. The closer you get to Jesus, the closer you get to heaven. The 200-foot walls surrounding each layer decorated with rubies and diamonds and sapphires and precious stones. Could you imagine the sparkle and the rainbows that are going to be glistening and penetrating through all of the airways as the light of the Lamb glistens through the gemstones, rivers so clear that, that it looks like pure crystal? Can you imagine no turbulence in the water, rivers flowing from the throne of the Lamb? Oh, come on, the beauty and the splendor of the place is just the representation of what God always wanted for us. A place of divine communion forever with the one who made us and the one who saved us. A place that is more precious than metals and glorious lights. I mean, it's a place where there's no more crying, a place where there's no more tears. There's no more heartache. There's no more sorrow. There's no more sickness. There's no more cancer. There's no more dementia. There's no more diabetes. There's no more blood pressure issues. There's no more stinking COVID. There's no more flus. There's no more heartache. No more sore throats. No more pain. No more glitches. No more suffering. No more sorrow. There's nothing that that's it's time that some of us become happy about where we're going. We're the people of the name. We ought to be prepared to go to uh, we ought to be prepared to go to heaven and spend all eternity with the one who made it possible. Uh, Oh, we're never going to lose one more one more loved one. We're going to be re- reunited with, I'm going to be reunited with my grandparents. I'm going to get to walk down streets of gold with them. I'm going to talk about what they've been doing over the last four years and the wisdom that they've gained from talking with the Lamb. I'm, I'm not going to have no more sorrow, no more burden, no more sickness, no more pain. There ain't going to be no more partying over there. Huh. revelations 19 and 6 declares and I heard it as it was the voice of a great multitude and as the voice of many waters and as the voice of mighty thundering saying hallelujah for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife have made herself ready is anybody ready for the marriage supper of the lamb is anybody ready to blow the lid off this place and get Get out of this place and get into the next place that's prepared for us. Uh, oh yeah! I'm going to get to see my papa again. Talk to them about the things that he's seen, things that he's experienced. We're going to walk together and sing together. We ain't going to lose our breath anymore. We're going to sing to the top of our lungs together. And this is just a glimpse of how great this place, this real place is. It's going to be, some say, yeah, but man, that's such a long ways away. I'll buy into that for a minute. Maybe it is. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. It's worth the stances that we've taken. It's worth the shots that we've taken, the battle, the the scars that we've been left with. It's, It's worth the enduring it's worth the meals that we fasted. It's worth every prayer that we've ever prayed. It's worth everyone that we've ever witnessed to. It's, it's worth every service that I came to when I was tired and frustrated and hurting and wounded and let down and discouraged. It'll be worth all of the times, all of the times that I told my flesh no when I wanted to. It'll be worth all of the times that I stood for truth next to the man of God that he placed in my life when I didn't understand it. It'll be worth it all. It'll be worth it all. When I get over there, I get to see the one who died for me. I'm going to take my time there. I don't know what he's going to be like, but I know that I'm going to be like him. I don't know what he's going to be like, but I'm going to be just like him. I'm going to be just like him. Oh God, that that ought to make us shout. We're going to be just like him. You know, when he spoke things, they happened. I'm going to be just like him. Oh, Oh, hallelujah. It wouldn't hurt if somebody just shouted a little bit. Brother, Brother lad, let me get you on the organ, brother. It wouldn't hurt if somebody just acted like they were ready to go to this other place. I mean, I know that, that we didn't just, God just didn't save us to sit on a pew, but, but I believe we ought to be a little bit excited about where we might be going. Uh, we ought to be a little bit excited about the place prepared in the heart of God by the son of God that reconciled me to him when no one else can do it. Uh, There was no other possibility. I was a dead duck. I was lost. I was undone. I was doomed for a devil's hell. I was determined to go to a place. But God reached down in his infinite wisdom before the foundation of the world. (laughs) Before the lamb was ever slain, he said there's a place in the heart right here that I desire my people that look like me that are in my image. They've got two hands and two feet. People that can speak and communicate just like me. I'm desiring a place. So before I make an exit strategy, I'm just going to solidify the place. I'm so confident in my plan that I ain't going to, I'm not going to avoid the warranty. There's a happy land of promise over in the great beyond. 1921, a song was written by E.M. Bartlett. There's a happy land of promise over in the great beyond for the saved on earth shall soon the glory share. Oh, where the souls of men shall enter and live on forevermore. Everybody will be happy over there. Oh, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, will be singing around right the throne in that land where no one ever knows or can. Oh, thank you lord and the christians of all ages will join in that triumph song everybody will be happy over there oh there will be nobody praying there ain't gonna be no temple because he is the temple and we're gonna dwell in the temple of god forever which is jesus which is heaven there'll be nobody praying and no mourning in that land for no burdens there will be for us to bear <laughs> all the people will be singing brother Ronnie come help me sing glory glory to the lamb everybody will be happy over there <laughs> oh there will meet the one who saved us <laughs> only if there ain't another reason to shout that's reason enough we'll meet the one who saved us the one who kept us by his grace the one who brought us to that land so bright and fair we will praise his name forever as we get to look upon his face everybody will be happy over there Hebrews 12 and 22. Put that up there. But ye are come unto the Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, a heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, (laughs) to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. I wonder where it's going to be written thought it was written in the Lamb's book of life. Now it's saying it's written in heaven. Could they be one and the same? Your name's going to be written down in the Lamb's book of life, which is in the heart of God. (laughs) And to God, the judge of all and to the spirits of just men that are made perfect. Has anybody been made perfect? Ha, that means you're a new creature. Ha, are you a new creature? Well, I'm flawed. It's all right. You're a new creature. Well, I make mistakes. It's all right. You're a new creature. We've been made perfect. We've been made righteous by his righteousness. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. And to the blood of sprinkling that sprinkleth, that speaketh better things than that of Abel. If you want to go to heaven, you got to go by the way of Jesus Christ. No other way will get you there. You can read it in John 14 and 6, Acts 4 and 12, 2 Corinthians 4 and 17. Jesus is the way. You want off this planet? Jesus is away. i got good news. It takes five minutes to repent. Ten minutes to be baptized. And you could be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost in a matter of moments. And secure your ticket to the other side. Come on, let me sing. I wish somebody sat around a little while and act like they're full of the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. Or maybe 10 years from now. But he could come in the moment. In the twinkling of an eye. Oh, not everybody will be happy.